0: Hey everyone, this is Ben, and for today's Lent Reflection, we are going to read Genesis 15 verses 1 through 12 and verses 17 through 18. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram, I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me, since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky, count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall be your offspring." Abram believed the Lord, and he credited this to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord, who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans, to give you this land to take possession of it. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will gain possession of it? So the Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abram brought all of these to him cut them in two, and arranged the halves opposite each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. Then birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. As the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. When the sun had set, and darkness had fallen, a smoking firepot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, To your descendants, I give this land, from the Wadi of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates. This is such an elaborate and honestly kind of bizarre ritual. I don't know how I feel about all of this cutting animals in half stuff. And it seems a little bit over the top. Like, Why did God need Abram to cut these animals in two and then to arrange them on opposite sides of each other? At first, I just assumed this is some ancient Near Eastern kind of ritual that people are used to, and if I just knew more about the culture, maybe I would understand it. But I also started to wonder if maybe this ritual makes more sense um, when I look at it, not from God's perspective, but from Abram's. Uh, Abram was trying to get assurance. He was asking God, are you really, really, really going to do what you said you were going to do? And it's interesting because up to this point, God has already made a promise to him. Like God said it once, and that's what got Abram to leave his house and to travel with God through the desert towards some promised land that God was gonna give him. And so here in the middle of his journey, he's sort of asking again, like saying, I know you told me you were gonna do this God, but how can I be really, really, really sure? And I started to wonder if maybe God didn't need all this blood and ritual, but maybe Abram did. Maybe Abram needed a sign, something that he wouldn't forget, something that would stick in his memory and his imagination. Because to be honest, I too am really quick to forget God's promises. And if Abram is anything like me, it only takes the slightest bit of adversity or the, the littlest thing that doesn't go how I thought it would go for me to forget that God has really good things in store for me and has made me some really profound promises. I forget that the God I follow is a God that binds himself to me, holds himself accountable to me. This is a God who relates to me in terms of a covenant. He makes promises and he keeps them. That's how I relate to God, and that's how he relates to me. But I'm really, really quick to forget all of the promises of God, the ones in Scripture and the ones that he's made to me personally. It doesn't take a whole lot for me to forget who this God is. That he does come through in every way that he's promised to. But of course, it's so easy to forget that that's the God that we actually have. In my mind, I'm always trying to convince God to be kind to me. And I forget that he's already promised to do everything for me, to be everything to me. So I need these regular reminders. I need to go to church to remember that God has made promises to me that he will keep. I need to read scripture daily to remember that God has made promises to me that he will keep. And I need these moments in my life, these sort of big outstanding times that I remember, that I write down, that I mull over, that I can point to and say, God has made promises to me and he will keep them. Honestly, this is a pretty timely reminder for me. Lately, I've been feeling like it's all up to me to make life work that I need to somehow control events or somehow find my own way, open my own doors, find my own opportunities. And I've forgotten that God is actually in control and has promised to be really kind and generous with me. So this story is a reminder to turn once again to God and say, God, reaffirm your promises to me. Remind me of the kind of covenant-making, promise-keeping God that you are. And maybe like Abram, I need to find some reminder. Maybe I need to write something down and post it where I'll see it. Maybe I need to talk about some things that God has been putting on my heart so that others can remind me when I forget. Whatever the form it takes, I think it's important for me to remember God's promises, to begin to live according to them, and to let go of controlling my own life so that he can be the promise keeper that he is. So God, I just look to you now as the promise maker and the promise keeper. You know that I've been trying to over-control my life and make things happen on my own. So I turn to you now as the giver of all good gifts and the one who's promised to deal generously with me. I ask you, Lord, to come through in all the ways you've promised, both in scripture and in my own heart and in my own story. God, would you help me? to wait patiently for you, to trust and to know that you are bringing good things my way. And would you help me not to forget the kind of God you are? You don't need to be talked into being kind, but that you are ready and willing to keep every promise that you've made to your people. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen.